Travis back on the Southern Ontario Dirt Show podcast, episode 27 this week. Travis, who is your number 27 you're thinking of? Uh, yeah. Gotta say, I'm going to go with two answers on this one. Uh, started off in Modifieds, and Danny Johnson was one of the heroes when I first started, and I uh, won Syracuse, swept Syracuse like 2006, right around when I was first starting. And I parked next to him a couple times and saw his standard roll in the pits after hot laps, Scott Bloomquist style and wind to heat and feature and bunch of stuff like that. So him and definitely Tom Hoopinen. Hoopinen got a lot of his wins in the 12 car with Cade, but 27 is his own number when he owns his own car. So Hoopinen as well. Mm-hmm. What do you got? Uh, I'll go with uh, Nico Hansen, one of the young and up and comers who have pretty bright future ahead of them. Uh, I'm pretty sure I watched Nico win. I think it was the side by side race, mm-hmm. the chain race. I think in the uh, in the wreck fest at uh, Merrittville this year. So yep. that was pretty funny, uh, funny stuff. And I think his I can't remember who he won it with, but uh, it was I think they literally won it after just meeting in the pits like five minutes before that. So funny stuff from them. Episode twenty seven. Yep. Still some racing to talk about. Uh, we want to start with the uh, let's start with the Mod Eastern States two hundred from Orange County. Uh, which was won by Matt Shepard and Stuart Friesen bringing it home second. And our own Matt Williamson brought the 6W home in sixth position. Yeah. So, yeah, I paid the 50 bucks US to watch the feature. I thought it was a decent deal, definitely cheaper than going. And I really wanted to see what happened because Matt was on the poll. And I gave him a shout out on the socials for the page when he did that. Uh, and he was driving his own car, like I think we said last week, in the own six car. And uh, if we're going to talk about mm-hmm. him first, like, uh, like he had a real good race, typical pit stop. Like it's like watching the NASCAR race on it with modifieds. I, I totally love that aspect about it. It's the only division, short track division left that really kind of does that stuff with the pit stops and stuff like that. Like World of LA models don't do it. Sprint cars don't do it other than like a fuel stop, which I hate in sprint cars anyways. So yeah, I just love the live pit stops and the strategy. And uh, so that all played out and he was running... And then the top three later on, and then I think he got stuck starting outside fourth on a restart and just didn't work out and fell to six. So that was Matt's day. Still a good run. One of the biggest races of the year. Uh, that race has been going on forever. Like, that's the longest running one now, I think, because Dirt Week kind of moved from the mile to Oswego, even though Dirt Week's still technically been going 50 years and everything, but it moved. That one's been at Orange County the whole time. So that's like from back in the days of Buzzy Rudiman and... Uh, Gary Blue and all those guys, and Will Cagle, like they started out running that race, Orange County 200, Eastern States, way back in the 70s, and it's still going today. And uh, yeah, the finish was totally awesome. Stuart Friesen looked like he was going to make up for his wearing the tires off at Port Royal and give him one to Matt Shepard. And then with the boat, like he was checked out, gone, and then not checked out, gone. The Shepard was still within striking range a bit, but then Shep- Stewie hits. The inside wall pulls a Travis Cunningham coming out of two. I literally was watching it with my guys on the crew after we done stripped the 90 down to a bare frame. So, uh, yeah, we were watching that, and I was literally screaming, they pulled the me, he pulled the me. And then Shepard got him. And, then, <laughs> like, yeah, Stewie limped her home on the broken wheel. He even got a couple more chances at Shepard and lap traffic because the guy, the main reason Stewie hit the wall is because there was a lap car in front of him that definitely was not, adhering to the leaders i had no clue who he was didn't know his paint scheme and if i don't know who your paint scheme is i got bad news for you you're probably a nobody just gotta say 
and uh, he was blocking the leaders pretty hard. He put Stewie almost into the, like to the point where he had to like try everything and did clip the inside wall. And then for Shepard to have as much trouble with him too, and Stewie almost catches back up to him and pass him with a flat shows the fact that that guy was really being way too much on the leaders. So I don't even know who he was, but I don't remember his number. It was a black car with white lettering, not Ryan go down. But uh, yeah, but then Shepard pulled it off. Another 40 grand. Tad do his guys having a hack of yeah. a season. A couple expensive laps for uh, Stewie. Currently leading the super dirt. Yeah, right. For real. Uh, currently leading the super dirt car series points. Uh, Matt Shepard is as they go right now. Uh, Matt, our boy, Matt Williamson is in second with that 88 machine, uh, 164 points back. So, um, you were saying though, off air, I, you think that one's pretty much wrapped up, eh? Yeah. Like Orange County and, uh, Port Royal, which we were talking about the last couple weeks, weren't part of the Super Dirt Car Series, but the Super Dirt Car Series final event is going to be at World Finals coming up, not this coming weekend, next weekend. So like November 5th on, is the Saturday, but it starts on the Wednesday this year. When, Super Dirt Car Series not running Wednesday. They're running Thursday, Friday, Saturday, I believe. So uh, yeah, that one's pretty locked up with Matt Shepard, but uh, I'm pretty sure Matt is locked into battle for third with Jimmy Phelps, I'm going to say. Yep, uh, he's got 30 points on Jimmy Phelps right now. Uh, and then back to Mark Johnson in fourth is 245 back. So that's a difference of about 50 points between Phelps and Johnson. So, yeah, Williams is going to be fighting for that second, or Williamson's going to be fighting for that uh, second position in points right down to the end, it looks like, with Phelps. Um, yeah, it's uh, still a great season for him, though. I know, obviously. One spot short of where he probably wants to be, but still, I mean, anytime you can finish second in the Super Dirt Car Series points, I think you got to take pat yourself on the back with that one, right? Especially with the season that Superman Shepherds had, uh, just a complete yeah. season for the ages. Like you could, oh, you could. This is the best season in dirt modified history. If you ask me, like, yeah, you think so? Eh? Oh, it's got to be seven it's right wins. up there. Matt, for like, not even wins, a Super Dirt Car Series, just he's at, he's at forty-one. It's his personal best overall. Yeah. Between everything. I just saw him post that. So 41 years not over. He's got a couple more shots at it this weekend. I'm watching a race right now. Currently a street stock just completely mangled itself over on Flow Racing here. It's at Georgetown and there's modified racing tonight like Matt's Racing. This is for the Short Track Super Series. And then this Saturday yeah. is their big show. 25,000 to win for the Short Track Super Series Elite Series and Matt's up on the points in that too. I'm pretty sure Williamson that is. And uh, But yeah, Shepard will yep. be going for this 25,000 as well. And like I say, he's pushing three quarter of a million dollars one this year. And pretty impressive stuff. Uh, 14 top tens in 16 starts. Uh, pretty impressive stuff. Like I, it's kind of hard to, to top that. So I, I, it, and then even the earnings, like I love, uh, you know, that's one of the big thing, big things I miss about like big time auto racing is they don't show the earnings anymore. But uh, seeing the money side, you know, uh, one hundred and sixteen thousand in earning in earnings so far this year for Matt Shepard, pretty impressive That's just stuff. On the Super uh, Dirt sixteen, alone. yeah, just the Super Dirt Series, right? So yeah. I have the standings in front of me: seven wins, twelve top fives, fourteen top tens, and sixteen starts. Very, very impressive stuff from uh, from Williams or from uh, Shepard, and uh, no slouch either. Williamson ta- ten top tens in sixteen uh, races himself, so. It's currently in second, and uh, I'm looking at. I'm trying to get to the super, uh, or the short track super series 
standings up because you were mentioning Matt's yeah, I'm position. I'm pretty sure Matt should be leading that too over, over Williamson. Imagine that. That's the elite series. <laughs> they got a bunch of different series. I think the other two are already done, the North and South. But then this year, yep. Brett Deal, Short Trek Super Series promoter, started this elite series, which is they're all like uh, big paying races, 25000 or more. And they're all less mm-hmm. than 100 laps, I believe. And what do you know? It Matt Shepard's got three wins and five starts on in that series. Uh, this one in the elites is actually a pretty tight battle. Williamson sits uh, fifth okay. right now in points, um, but it's Shepard, uh, Ryan Godown, uh, Max McLaughlin, Perego, Williamson, Freeze in your top six in that one. Um, but Shepard has an eighty-four point lead in the uh, in the elite series standings. Yep. So there you go, Matt Shepard. This according thing. to Race Stat Central. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So because that was series only got a few races. Like that series isn't very long. So like, it's like every yeah. position loss means so much more because it's only like a six race series. Yeah. Exactly. Which is yep. kind of fun that way. Yep. Um, we also. Oh, go ahead. Uh, we're gonna talk. I just want to talk about the outlaws for sure. Oh yeah. I was gonna say. Uh, yeah. I've got the World of Outlaws points right in front of me because you mentioned the World Finals and of course the World uh, the World Outlaws Spring Car Drivers uh, point standing is going to be settled at the World Finals too because it's quite a battle now at the top. Like uh, Brad Sweet only has 16 points uh, advantage over David Gravel. Yeah, so last weekend was the Williams Grove National Open which was rained out from earlier in the year. Uh, so yeah, they did it last weekend, 75,000 win. And old man Lance Deweese picks up the win. And it was a pretty boring race. Track was pretty heavy, to be honest. And uh, the real exciting was Danny Dietrich. Freddie Raymer was the point leader going in for the track title. And then he doesn't make the show. So when Freddie Raymer and Danny Dietrich are known to be hating each other, like they literally had a fight on pit road where the Raymers went in and attacked Dietrich while he was still in the car. So anyway, so this race was combined within the National Open with the Outlaws for the point series and the track title. So Freddie Raymer doesn't make the show. Danny Dietrich does. Danny Dietrich starts 18th. He needs to get to 8th to pick off the track title. So that was a fun little story within the race. And he does get it done. Pat, he was the only car really passing cars. And he goes 18th to 8th, picks up the track title, and gives the ultimate little uh, FU to the Raymers after what they did to him earlier in the year. Although that rivalry goes back so far that's what i love about central pennsylvania or sprint car racing is just the rivalries are insane especially that one i love that one and then uh yeah this is in the world belt lot points so early in the race brad sweet uh breaks a left rear axle tube and it's his first dnf in like over 200 outlaw starts so uh so yeah and then because that race like the nationals they were starting extra cars so it wasn't just a 24 i think they were starting 28 so brad sweet finished 28th david gravel finishes up front and now We've got a real good battle. Like the Super Dirt Car Series is locked up going into World Finals, but the World of Outlaw Sprints, that's one to watch because there's only 11 points separating Brad Sweet and David Gravel. And David Gravel is known to be real good at Charlotte Motor Speedway, Dirt Trek, or whatever they call it now. <laughs> it's going to be a very, very tight battle. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, and we're I think we're going to have our, ourselves a little watch party and get together plan, and next Saturday. check that one out. Uh, yep, Saturday the 5th. Um, we also want to talk about, uh, speaking of outlaw, how about outlaw speedway action? Uh, they had a little double header on the 21st and 22nd. Um, name we have a lot of us here in Canada got pretty familiar with this summer. Polly Cola Giovanni, 
brought his uh, sprint home in second in the uh, A main 25 lapper. Uh, also running in that one, Ryan Turner in the uh, 15 brought it home eighth. And Aaron, uh, you might see it <laughs> I misprinted, Aaron Turner. We believe that is Aaron Turkey in the 68. That's 100% Aaron Turkey. Uh, but I can't. Right? Yeah, and then Glenn was down there, that, too. That's what I'm thinking. I, yeah, I'm thinking they, that that's how they uh, they had a yeah, little I misprint there. So uh, Aaron brought it home 12th, and Glenn Cyrus was 16th in that uh, feature for the uh, for the sprints down at Outlaw. Yeah, so I think Paul, there was also a makeup feature from like 2021 that night, and Polly won that. So first and second for Polly, and then uh, yeah, Ryan's never been there before, so good run for him in eight. There was a bunch of cars there, and uh, yeah, Aaron and Glenn went down there as well. Good to see people traveling yep. at the end and, of the year. Uh, oh, you also want to shout out yeah. over on the uh, modified and sportsman side, JMF grabbed himself a top ten in one of two events uh this is of course the, same uh, as ryan eight a dutch hogue event yep yep and uh boyd mctavish also gonna give boyd mctavish a shout out for running down there you were saying uh it's a chad brockman uh paint scheme well, i don't that know boyd yeah he's got like this car like he had the outlaw car going earlier in the year on the coils and stuff and i think i saw him post on facebook that this car is like just an older car still on torsion bars but got the good dirt spec motor in it and stuff and he's been I think he brought it out a couple times in Maryville too, right? Pretty sure at the end of yeah, the year. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and Boyd's been known yeah. to uh, travel into the end of the year. I'm pretty sure one year in Black Rock, which is now outlawed, they had one in like November, and Boyd hit that one. So Boyd's been known to go there late in the year. Nice. For sure. Uh, yeah, that's kind of the the racing action side of it. We're going to have DJ Christie on the show, who's got some uh, news to tell us about, about uh, what he's been driving as of late and what he's got planned for uh, a little trip over this weekend upcoming. But before we get to that, uh, we had uh, the beef, Corby Daniels, on last week to talk about the iRacing League. And we got some exciting news uh, since uh, working on that. It sounds like Southern Ontario Dirt Show is going to sponsor one of the events in the iRacing League this year. Uh, so, uh, Travis, I feel like I'm going to pick maybe, what should we pick? Like four or five racetracks and have the audience decide? Yeah, let's go four. A, B, C, uh, and the eight, calendar, just like high school test. Right? Yeah. Oh, they. I think that's the yeah, best way to do it. Do so. it for. Uh, so, let me have a look here and grab uh, the options. Um, I'm going to look at some of them here, and we've got right off the hop, I-55 is looking for a sponsorship. I feel like I-55 should go on the list, yep. eh? and we'll put Weedsport on the list just because one of the races is on my birthday, so if that gets picked, that'll be that race. So I-55. Yep, we'll try Weedsport. and do that one. Uh, how about um, uh, we have a chance to sponsor a 60-lapper at Knoxville. That can go on the list. That's a definite... Yeah, a lot of our guests have said four ten at Knoxville as their yeah right question. So yeah, put that on there. That is a good point. Uh, and then uh, looking at one more here, um, uh, we can do uh, we could do 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 do. Um, I think we're what about Lima? We got Lima Land open. Sure. Uh, looks like Fairbury's open. Mm. Should we put both those on? Cedar Lake's open. Ooh, yeah, it's all good answers. Let's go. 
Uh, Port Royal's got two open dates, so I'm pretty sure we could have one of the Port Royals. You want to put Port Royal as the fourth? Sure. Okay, so unofficially, we'll we'll go with those four. I'm going to message Beef and confirm that, and uh, watch for that poll. It's going to go up earlier the or later, later this weekend uh, once the podcast is out, and then maybe next week we'll come back, recap the results, and uh, decide which one is going to be the uh, Southern Ontario Dirt Show something because it depends like i-55 where you guys are running 100 laps yeah. at uh weed sports going to be i think a 75 lapper uh knoxville is going to be a uh where's it here lap knoxville looks like it's gonna be 60 laps and port royal is going to be a 75 lap or two so one of those numbers will be the uh the uh, southern ontario dirt show podcast although if, it, if i-55 wins i'm going to nominate that we drop that down to 90 for your uh sprint car <laughs> That's funny. And then, uh, yeah, yeah, we did a practice race on Monday. I got my butt totally kicked, but, uh, oh, it was an go? awesome race though. <laughs> like just the amount of different drivers like the Corby said last week. And uh, he forgot to mention like, uh, Dean Reynolds, the super dirt car series, uh, whatever you call him. Like he's the head guy that really on the super dirt car series. Yeah. The promoter slash general nice. manager, all that, like he finished third. So nice. Yeah, he, Impressive he run. <laughs> we'll just uh what happens if you hit the inside wall in an i race oh, not as much not as bad because i did clip it a couple of times <laughs> not gonna lie yeah i need to get Stay my button the gear on that. but uh steven plank won the race and like i'm pretty sure he's dale plank's son or related anyways and i'm pretty sure he kicks butt on the series so pachelski got the pole then clipped the wall and then ended up fourth i think and then when he clipped the wall, that caused a little bit of kerfuffle, but it still went green to checkers 40 laps, even though Cousins were on. So definitely not your normal eye racing thing where everyone junks each other on the first lap. Because that's a, no- that's a normal eye racing room where on a no- an official race, <laughs> at least half a, a 50% chance you're going into turn one and there's going to be a gigantic wreck in front of you and you're just praying to Jesus at that point. <laughs> Well, it sounds like I'm going to have a, an exciting time calling, calling that. Uh, you'll have an exciting time driving in it. And we'll have an update on which race we're going to sponsor coming up. But uh, right now, let's get to our, our uh, guest this week, DJ Christie, on the Southern Ontario Dirt Show podcast. Hey, do you like what you're hearing? Want to support the Southern Ontario Dirt Show and help us expand our coverage across the province and western New York? Well, your ad could be playing right here. Got a brand or business that deserves more attention? Email us, southernontariodirtshow at gmail.com to become a sponsor of the podcast. And now, let's get back to the show. And we're back on the Southern Ontario Dirt Show podcast. Jonathan Howe, Travis Cunningham, joined tonight by DJ Christie. DJ, how is it going, my friend? Oh, not too bad. And you guys? Not so bad, honestly. It's uh, It's been a, been a weird time now that the racing season's kind of ended, but there's still lots of news coming out and... Lots of things to get into, including some news for yourself. But let's start with uh, your 2022 season. Just kind of give us a little recap on uh, your season, some highlights, uh, and uh, how you felt about the year as a whole. Yeah, we had a, our right season. It's not the season we were hoping for, but you can't complain. Everything's in one piece, and uh, we didn't wreck really anything this year, knock on wood. We're not done yet, but uh, yeah, we had three top fives over all of our races we did. We uh, had a trip down to Ransonville. That was our first time racing in the States. So that was kind of an experience. But other than that, pretty normal stuff. Nothing too out of the ordinary happened. It was a fun year. Got to see 
everyone, and it was nice to be back at the Big O, of course. And yeah, yeah. So DJ, you sprung onto the scene like last year and won two races. So talk about the 2021 season. Like you moved up right as a rookie, and we were able to rip one off at Southern Ontario Motor Speedway in Brighton. So uh, talk about last year being a rookie and ripping those two wins out. Yeah, last year was kind of just a shock. We were not expecting to be racing the 360 full-time. It was supposed to just be like, uh, let's go dabble with this and learn a little bit. But uh, we ended up wrecking our freight car, and there was nothing left of that thing. So we ended up going 360 racing. And honestly, the stars kind of aligned. We didn't know if the first one was just a fluke, but then the second one happened. So I was honestly more of a shock than the first one, because the first one, like, we don't didn't know if it was just like a one-hit wonder kind of thing, but uh, we backed it up, and uh, yeah, it was fun. Of course, it, we, we were hoping to lead that momentum into 2022, but it we did and we didn't. The competition is just so tough here in Ontario now. Like, mm-hmm. There's probably like 20 cars that can win every night, even more than that now. Yeah, I agree. And uh, yeah, we didn't run Ash Weekend last year, and that's a totally different ball game than what we were doing, so... Oh, yeah, it's pretty much the same way. Like, I didn't better in 2021. Very much my setup stuff from 2021 into 2022, just because it's a completely different animal. Even just with the wing speed that you carry at Oshweek, and you just gotta put completely different stuff in the car to make it work. Totally. Yep. I know. So DJ, you had some success, uh, kind of th- everywhere you've gone. I, you know, I've definitely seen uh, some fantastic runs out of you locally at Maryville Speedway on races that I've called in the past as well. So just talk to us about um, your approach to different racetracks and how you handle uh, the diversity of, of different racetracks that you get uh, around Southern Ontario. Um, well, we honestly go to every track with something similar to a setup, just so we know we're coming off the trailer with something we know what we're going to have and then after that we kind of fine-tune change bars and change the odd shock here and there but yeah we try and that's just probably the easiest way to say it. just keep it simple and then when we go there for the first time we'll get a nice notebook and then the next time going back we really feel that we have something to build off of and we can show our speed a little bit more obviously that going to all these tracks this year and last year was we're still learning a lot and still have a lot to learn and we don't really have a setup guy that knows what they're doing. I've honestly had to learn everything by myself and take tips from everyone. And I've learned that you can't take a little bit of information from someone and use it and expect the same results. You either got to take everything that they're doing and apply it or just do your own thing. Just because in my experience, I find that once you take someone's advice, it honestly makes it worse sometimes just because you don't have their whole package. Yeah, for sure. We literally have talked to drivers this year that have talked about that idea where they've uh, picked the brains of others and then all of a sudden they end up just going back to what they had at the start of the year because uh, it's like they get down too far into the reeds when it comes to setups and advice and stuff. Yeah, for sure. All right, so you ran most of the season in your five car and then for some reason, I think you said a motor issue on Facebook or whatever it was and you got to drive the zero, which was like Linton Jeffrey drove it at the Nationals, the one with the black wing. And then uh, talk about how that came about. Well, we I was changing the oil on a Tuesday night with uh, me and my buddy were doing it. And once I took the drain plug out of the oil tank, it came out not looking very pretty. Usually, you know how it comes out. It comes out looking the same way you put it in. And yeah. it was just, 
a last minute thing to, I started calling everyone. I called Danny and a coach. I called Glenn and didn't really get an answer from anyone. And uh, you can't expect an answer from anyone. You're kind of just hoping for anything at that point, but nobody's just going to give away their car with all the money that they have spent on it. And we had done a bunch of stuff to our motor. We changed everything pretty much that we could. And we got it a little bit better, but it was to the point we were still scared. But we were, we were going to run it just because we had to. And the, everything was ready to go. It was, well, on Friday at 8.30 a.m., I got a phone call sitting at my desk at work, and it said Glenn's tires. And mm-hmm. I jumped up and ran outside because I didn't want to talk in the office with everyone sitting there and everyone was talking. So one thing led to another, and one said, well, whatever you need, come and get. It's sitting here. We have cars ready to go. Just bring your trailer and load up and go. And it was just awesome. Just because everything was there we needed. And, well, we, we were ready to go. We just essentially pushed his car in our trailer and took everything. And I, I didn't know at that time, along with the car, came Steve Moulton. And how can you not turn that down with him knowing as much as he does? And honestly, that was the best I've ever felt at Humberstone just because I think it was him. He did stuff that I have never done and well it showed it worked yeah yeah killed him in the heat and then third and what was the other one uh, sorry johnny we were uh ninth on saturday we would have been seventh but i uh, stepped on it there at the last lap when saturday was a totally different track friday was definitely more a dj christie track yeah i would i would think we so. can definitely agree with that right yeah yeah on the because, like, yeah, SOMS, you were definitely on the gas that night. Yeah, it, and the track on Saturday was honestly came to us there at the end. We busted off the second fastest time on lap 22. Cause, uh, huh. I did catch that, yeah. Uh, Jordan Boye did a 16-2, like, 1-9 or something on lap 2. And I did a 16-2-3-4 on lap 22. And then Chuck Heaven was the third fastest with, like, a 16-9. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, you were flying towards the end of that. I was sitting in the stands for that one, or I was up in the up in the tower, but I was watching and tracking it on uh, tracking it in the data, and I, I was really impressed with how you ran just that entire two weeks. So you mentioned uh, Steve Moulton. So are there any secrets you can share? Anything you picked up? Any words of wisdom that you can share with the audience, or is it just uh, just having somebody else with a different voice and different approach to things and and an experience level? Um, well, obviously, there's a big experience level difference there, and honestly, we didn't do anything out of the ordinary. It's was a lot of it was stuff I did, but it was the small stuff that dialed it in, just like the shock package that was on that car. And we even ran my shocks for the heat of each, actually, just for the heat of the Friday, and then the hot laps on Saturday. And then we realized how slick the track was going to be on Saturday, so we put everything on the slick wise, like pop up shocks on the front and all that kind of stuff, and. I mean, the car was awesome on Saturday. Like, it was the best I've felt at Humberstone, even on the slick there. But even when it's that slick there, it's hard to pass. And if you don't pass a few cars in a heat race, you're not going to be in the redraw, and you're stuck outside of that on Saturday. And it's just hard to go anywhere, really, I find. But once towards the end, we got moving, but everything got kind of spread out. And you know how that goes, Travis. Yep, it was definitely tough to pass on Saturday. I definitely wish they would have just raked it a little bit or something because it was definitely just the feature from the Friday. But Friday, that weekend was the best Humberstone ever. Like it was juicy hot laps where you got to just gas it up. And then 
heat race was like a little bit slicker, but and then feature was slick, and that's the way I like it. But then, yeah, Saturday was just super slick, tough yeah. pass. But Friday was definitely. Fun. I know, I had lots of fun Friday. <laughs> Probably because I ran better. So I'm just looking over. I'm looking over the season standings, and you you brought it home. 10th in the Knights of Thunder 360 tour, and you brought it home 10th at the local Oshweekin uh, Speedway standing. So, T- DJ, what are you feeling like you need for 2023 to maybe move up that roster and break in? Like you say, it's, I mean, just looking at some of the names ahead of you, like, there, there's no slouches in, to be in the group that you're in, even some of the names that you beat. Like, I'm looking at the fact that you beat Jim Hoopenin by two points. Like, Mikey Kretschka uh, was down in 13th behind you. Like, there's just heavy hitters throughout the 360s right now. So uh, what do you think it is that you need to just maybe uh, take that next step looking into 2023? Honestly, you just can't have a bad night now. Because if you have a bad night, the guy parked down beside you in the pits is going to have a good night. And if you have one bad night, you're going to be deep in the field and points. And you can probably get away with one, but... You just got to finish in the top 10. And if you finish in the top 10 every night, I can guarantee you're going to end up in the top five at points. Yeah, that's what I say too. Don't start the year with 320s plus. Yeah, don't do that. I, yeah, watch I, out for yeah. the inside wall. Speed <laughs> lock on oh. the left front this year, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the other thing I wanted to ask, uh, DJ, was just um, – you know, you've got two wins under your belt, two different racetracks. Uh, have you identified one track in particular, not necessarily as your favorite to drive, but the place where you show up and you feel the most confident at at this point in your young 360 career? Um, honestly, I want to say Ashwikin, but I don't think it is anymore just because how tough everyone is and how perfect you have to be. And every night this year, it was different to say the least. Just because you didn't know whether it looked, it always looked like it was wet. And then you get out there and blow it off in hot laps. But probably my, not, I, wanna, I don't even want to say favorite track, but probably best track would probably be Brighton now. Just because I've found something that works very good there. And I've used the same thing multiple times there and it always seems to work now. And you got to win there. I did. After I showed there. you the line of the heat race, though. I did show you the line in the heat race that yeah. night, and we had an epic battle. We yeah, did. That was really fun. I was, I was trying hard on the top. Yeah. I showed you the bottom that night, and then you drew number one, and I got number 8 and DJ in victory Leno. I, I drew the two. Two, sorry. Front row. The... Front row. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Well, I, I've watched that race numerous times on YouTube, and Ryan Turner was gone. He had over a straightaway on Yeah. And he got stuck behind lap traffic, and I just found the right spot, I guess. But lap traffic there is scary, man. Tesla. Like, you do not know what they're going to do there, re- especially with those tractor tires down yeah. there. They jump it's out tight out of four. Yeah. All right. So now the whole reason you're on the show is because you've announced stuff this week, and you're going to Bridgeport this weekend, leaving tomorrow morning, I bet, early, because I think it starts tomorrow. Oh, it's early. oh yeah. So. You're going to drive for Glen at Bridgeport. Tell us about it. Well, it was just one of those things. You get talking with uh, Glenn, and he's honestly he's just such a nice guy, and he would do anything for anyone. If you're in a pinch and you need something, he would give you anything you needed. And 
we got talking after he raced it out law and basically I said, are you going to Bridgeport? And he said, no, I'm going to Vegas. And I said, well, if you need someone to drive your car, I'm here, LOL. And his response back was, what car do you want to <laughs> race? <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So then the stars kind of aligned there again and I'm leaving. Well, not just, not just me, uh, Steve Moulton, my dad, and our truck driver, Ace, and my sister's boyfriend, Daniel, are all heading out at 5.30 tomorrow morning, and it's going to be a long eight-hour drive, but I think it'll be worth it. I've watched numerous videos on this track, and it looks bad fast, and you got to be up on the wheel for sure. Yeah. The only thing is, do you wear rubber? Can't have... Yeah, I haven't... I haven't seen too much of it on YouTube. Oh, I watched a bunch of stuff there because of the modifieds. Yeah... Is it? I don't. Is it as common with the sprint tire stuff? Because everything with the sprint tire stuff, you like. I was watching uh, Polly drive hard in the top and just drive straight down the banking. Yeah, and you have like another extra twenty five mile an hour than the die rolling. Yeah, bottom. it's crazy layout. But like, yeah. just sometimes it can struggle with rubber. That's the only thing about it. But like the layout would be perfect if they could get it like completely. I think it's needs new surface, but you're gonna love the layout on it for sure because the banking's insane. Yeah, I've seen a lot of guys get pinched coming off the corner just because of like that reason. Guys coming off the bottom and guys having a huge run off the top, and I've seen shit go soaked in a hurry. There. Yeah, that's like the third version of it. It started as a big five eighths, and then it started as a, and then it went to a flat three eighths, kind of like an infield version in the track, and then they made this thing out of it. And DJ Christie's going to do it. What's yeah? I'm I'm pumped. Yeah. In. What series is it, or is it just like an open deal? No, it's the URC Sprints. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, the other thing I'm kind of nervous about. I'm not nervous, just kind of a gray area is the tires because we're gonna be running H tires, right? Yeah. And Steve says they're a lot different compared to the RDs and the HTC, just because the HTC is wide and soft, and the RDs soft. Like the sidewalls are a lot softer than all the H tires. Yeah. You'll be fine. So apparently they're just not as forgiven. Yeah. Well, that's where we're doing Friday because Friday's practice. Yeah. Perfect. And Saturday. A whole day to figure it out. Yeah. Saturday, you go straight in timed hot laps. So we didn't want our, my first laps there to be qualifying laps. Yeah. So yeah. We don't even know what, what gear we're putting in yet. Tomorrow will be fun as heck because I guarantee it's not going to rub up tomorrow. And it's going to be nice and it's going to be hammered down. It'll and... be juiced yeah. up and you know there's a big motor in yeah. this car. So. So. Hopefully the wheels are balanced because you'll feel them. Yeah, that'll be yeah. insane. I don't know if we're bringing the right front mud cover, but maybe we should think about it. <laughs> yeah. Or be <laughs> Yeah. All right. Well, you got an early morning, so we'll get you out of here on this one, DJ. Uh, I don't know if you know, are familiar with our Corey LaJoy memorial question here, but uh, what is your combination? If I'm going to give you one racetrack and one race car to drive on for the rest of your life. What's the combination you're picking? Oh boy. Is this some, does this have to be a racetrack that I've no. been at? No, you can pick Completely anything. You can pick any car, any fantasy car. Yeah. Like Ferrari could be calling you tomorrow to drive a formula one car. You oh, can no, go an car, no, wherever no. you want to go. <laughs> um, Honestly, probably like Knoxville in a four ten. Yeah. Just I've done that so much on I racing and just the racing it produces and I'd get to race the Knoxville Nationals then. Yep. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. 
fair enough. I mean, that is that is the answer. It seems like all you sprint car guys, there's one holy grail. It's like if every basketball player wants to play in Madison Square Gardens, every hockey player grows up wanting to play in Maple Leaf Gardens, every sprint car driver grows up wanting to go and race a 410 around Knoxville, it sure seems like anyways. Well, I was going to say that or either like the Kings Royal at Eldora, but I think it's just got to be Knoxville. Or both. I like it. Or, or both. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, both. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> All right, awesome. Well, thanks for taking the time out, DJ. Good luck this weekend. Good luck driving for Glenn. Uh, have safe travels down there, and uh, we can't wait to uh, hear about it and see the results of uh, your epic uh, drive down there. Yeah, well, thanks. I'm thinking about doing a vlog kind of thing or even just live streams every so often just to even just make it as a memory kind of thing yeah. but, and update everyone else too, but. I, yeah. I've, been, I've been too nervous to do a vlog yet, so maybe I'll have to bust that out this weekend. Yep. We got Molten now to yeah, deal I, with the I car. I think you so should definitely do just it. Just drive and yeah, do your little right. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We know you're going to be on the gas anyway. Oh, we'll be hammered down. You can yeah. on that. Awesome. <laughs> All right. Yeah, well, take care, DJ. Cheers. Yeah, you guys have a great night. Thanks, buddy. Later. See ya. All right. Bye. Thanks for having me on. And the checkered is out on another episode of the Southern Ontario Dirt Show. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for future episodes. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Southern Ontario Dirt Show. Have a question for the show? Email us, southernontariodirtshow at gmail.com. Thanks for supporting local racing in Southern Ontario, and we'll see you at the track.